0: And welcome back to the Ford Taylor Talks podcast, Coach Ford Taylor in the house. Dude, I can imagine when you were coaching, you were awesome. I can see you trolling the sidelines, thinking of a play, throwing some quiet encouragement out.
1: Well, you know, uh, as you know, I love to coach. Uh, I, I even sit in the end zone at football games on purpose because I love to watch the strategy of the game unfold. And there was a season in my life that what you're saying is true. And there was a season before that that it wasn't true. I was standing up, trolling the sideline, but it wasn't necessarily a gentle throwing out. Uh, it, I was always gentle and throwing out encouragement to the, to the team, but I wasn't always so gentle uh, with the referees and umpires. So I do appreciate you Imagine that. You know, PW, <laughs> it's funny that, that people that have watched me, like I coached our, our I helped coach our junior high basketball team, uh, our varsity volleyball team. And, and people who've heard a bunch of the stories uh, have been playing like in schools on the other team. And and they literally would come up to Sandra and say, okay, all those stories he's told about who he used to be, he's exaggerating, right? There is no way, I mean, i have people come up and say, there is no way I could sit, I could stand as calm as your husband just sat and have the referee go so one-sided to our favor, to the other team, and be that calm. He said, how? He's exaggerating, right? And she go, "Oh no, he's not exaggerating at all." So yeah, maybe today that's the way it is, but twenty plus years ago, the referees and the umpires—they definitely knew Ford Taylor was in the house. I used to tell them, "I I, I think I was the Bobby Knight of elementary school recreational basketball." That's fun. Well, this is the Ford Taylor
0: Talks podcast. Ford, uh, from your lips to our listeners' ears. Why we do this? What are we doing? Why do do we block time off? Why do we get
1: together uh, and put this podcast out? Well, as you know, originally it happened because when COVID hit, uh, we couldn't travel. We couldn't get to people anymore. And they were asking, you know, how can we hear from you guys? And and so we said, you know, what about a podcast? So that's how it started. Uh, Why do we continue it is the feedback has been that it's been helpful. Uh, you know, even my own sister in law told my brother, Have you ever listened to your brother? <laughs> he's, uh, he's my personal counselor now on this podcast. And so, you know, we've continued it because our heart was to, to help people. Uh, you know, we've, we've made a lot of mistakes. You and I both have uh, in our marriages and our companies, and we've had a lot of success, successes in both. And we just want to help people overcome some of those failures and experience those successes. So that's why we keep doing it. Good stuff. Ford, uh, keep your coaching hat on.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're always glass half full, bringing positive uh, information, trying to help folks stay lit, love, influence, and transform. But I don't know if the subject today, I obviously, we'll end it on a positive note because that's what you do. But I want to start by having you clarify and, and by definition, because we say plain glass and stained glass a lot. And I apologize to anyone that's listening right now if we've, if we've blushed over that quickly and not slowed down enough when we say plain glass or stained glass, what that is. So I'm going to take the time right now for us to, uh, the Ford Taylor definition of those two ways that we present the transformational leadership information.
1: Okay. Well, PW, you know, years after I started doing this, I discovered the reason it worked. And that reason was is that these principles are biblical principles. And so for us to be able to continue to go into companies, uh, governments, countries, cities, schools, we had to be able to say these principles in a way that they could basically force people to come to the training, you know, because they require training in a way that they could hear it and not get in any kind of legal trouble. And so we call that plain glass. Uh, Stained glass, you know, if you think about church windows, a lot of them have stained glass. And so stained glass means that when we go do this in churches and denominations and places like that, or when we get requested by governments or companies to go to the stained glass, you know, the, the, the biblical principles with the scriptures tied to them, we call that stained glass. And typically when we do that in those kinds of organizations, not churches, but other organizations, you know, people can volunteer whether they attend that training or not. And so it's their choice. So another word that some people might be, might use is, you know, overtly biblical principles or covert, you know, where, where you're giving truths that you, that are founded on research that are also in the Bible. And so that that's that's plain glass, stained glass, you know, overt, covert. So Ford,
0: stay stay uh, stay on the plain glass side with me. And um, I think I shared with you offline, and 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 we thought it was uh, it was a um, it was relevant enough to devote uh, at least half of one of our podcasts. But when you hear the word hypocrite uh, from a plain from, from a stained glass perspective. I've always equated that with with um, with a biblical meaning, and now it seems in 2022, uh, somebody's saying you have to wear your mask or you're going to get fired. You got to get jabbed. You're going to get fired, and those people aren't wearing their mask, or we find out aren't getting jabbed, and the word hypocrite comes out. So, how do we walk this out with the tools that we have? Uh, that are available to us and what we've modeled how do we overcome this this word and this i mean it's almost has a
1: negative connotation right and so if someone has a belief system right and if your belief system is that everyone should take the shot or everyone should wear the mask if that's your definition right of your belief system and then someone doesn't do it then they're a hypocrite because they aren't doing what you believe they're supposed to do, okay? And so that's that's you projecting your belief system onto me, or me projecting my belief system onto you. Um, and so if 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 everyone is convinced, for an example, that the pandemic can't go away without a shot or a mask, if everybody's convinced of that, and you don't necessarily believe that, that makes you hypocritical toward that belief system. Uh, but in the truest definition of a hypocrite, it means that you're not walking out your belief system, your belief system. And so when people are projecting their beliefs onto you, and then they call you a hypocrite, it's a hypocrite toward their belief system, not toward your own. So when we talk about stained glass when we use the word hypocrite, it means that we're saying one thing and behaving in a different way. That we're not walking out our belief system. We have to be careful when we project our belief system onto others and calling them a hypocrite. Okay, because if someone doesn't have my belief system, to me, they they can't be hypocritical to me because they're living out their belief system. That's my that that's the way I see it. If they believe, if I don't, it doesn't matter which way I believe. But if I don't believe that I'm supposed to take the shot, then I can't say that they're a hypocrite if they do believe as long as they take the shot. That's up to them. So for me to to try not to be hypocritical on my belief system, uh, an example would be when I go to places, I ask them, would you like for me to wear the mask? I normally don't wear it. I wear it on the plane because you have to. But I'm I'm willing to ask, what serves you best, PW? If I have the mask on, I'll wear it. Ford, when you, um,
2: when you hear that word in the media and, you know,
0: it's so politically charged, right? It's just thrown out there with, you know, no regard for truth or reference points or whatever. Um, how do we, as transformational leaders, um, how do we rise above it? How do we, you know, stained glass hat on, brother, love unconditionally, forgive them, pray for them? But it's hard, man. It just, just,
1: it's hard. Well, you know, you've heard me use this quote before. uh, As believers, learn to give up your need to be right without losing your passion for truth. And when you can do that, you start finding out you're not God. And when you realize you're not God, then you aren't going to be as judgmental on other people who don't have your belief system. You're going to allow them to have their belief system. Now, they may not allow you to have yours, but guess what? They can't take that away from you. So, why would you get all stressed out over it? I mean, they, you know, someone can say all they want. They can't take my belief system away. So, why would I get stressed or be judgmental of them for judging my belief system? See, because when I start arguing with them, all of a sudden I become the hypocrite. I'm now the person saying, you don't have a right to your belief system. And so I watch stained glass people, faith people, do the very thing that they're asking people not to do to them. And then I watch the other people do the very thing that they're saying that the other people shouldn't do. And so I just sit here and just I just smile at it when I'm watching it go on. Because you 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 can't take my belief system away. Okay. You can tell me you don't agree with it. You can even shut me down. You know, social media could shut me down. If they don't agree with my belief system, but that doesn't stop me from having my belief system.
2: So, well, it's uh, it is what it is, but it is something that
0: I want to be able to respond uh, with my best TL foot
1: forward, so to speak, right? So, well, sir, give me a question. Throw one at me. Throw, throw me a, something that someone might say that most stained glass christians believers might struggle with dealing with
0: well uh i think probably the most prominent thing right now and ford i don't know when this podcast is going to drop but i'm going to go out on a limb and say what i'm getting ready to say will probably still be uh in the news okay but our leaders uh mandating masks on small children and not wearing masks themselves, to me, uh, feels hypocritical. Do as I say, not as I do. And it uh, it invokes uh, anger and disappointment in me. I don't even have little kids, but I hear these young parents, and I hear the pain in their voices. Um, so I don't know if that was a question for you or just a statement.
1: No. But... that that is the pure that's the pure definition of a hypocrite you know this is important to do and you have to do it but i'm not going to that that's the pure i mean you can't get whether it's faith non-faith whatever it is i'm telling you you have to do something that i'm not going to do um
2: how how do i say this Uh, okay this this one
1: can get a shutdown and i'm okay with it you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fed up with it, actually. So, you know, most of us in America are myopic. You know, we only look at what's going on in America. You know, we did the podcast about, you know, you are what you eat. We said, no, if you were, I'd be a peanut M&M or a bowl of ice cream. It's fun. The last city I went to, a guy show, showed up at a TL event, and he brought me a bag of peanut M&Ms because of that podcast. Because we're myopic and we don't get up and look around the world, we don't don't look at research. In other words, we are what we read. We are what we watch. That becomes our belief system. And if I only watch or listen to highly conservative news, that's what I become. That's what I believe. If I only listen to highly progressive news, that's what I become. That's what I believe. And so if if I want to stay in that belief system, then all I'm going to keep doing is listening and watching what I already want to believe. Well, because of my belief is that if I'm going to have more influence, I have to change the way I think, which means I have to get up out of that myopic box and I have to look at hard fast research on these issues. Okay? And and again, not what the media says, but the research is out there. It's all over, and, and you're going you're, you're seeing it more and more. If you look beyond mainstream media and mainstream social media, if you go beyond mainstream, you're seeing doctors all over the world, globally. Doctors saying, "I'm fed up with this. Here's the cure. We've had the cure. We've always known the cure." They're saying it now. When someone like me says it. That sounds, they call you a conspiracy theorist. And I'm saying, guys, I'm okay with you calling me that. I really am. I'm just tired of my friends dying. Okay? And so, I'm continuing to help people. And so, if you say, Ford, that's conspiracy theory, who, who you're reading and who you're watching, but when you have dozens of personal experiences of people that you've helped with these cures, That we're anywhere from 48 hours of having the COVID to in a hospital, that the husband gets a phone call saying your wife's eyes have turned black around the edges, which means she's finished. And then you get a doctor to sneak in the cure, to sneak it into her room, and five days later be at home. I mean, when you have those kinds of experiences, then you start believing the research that you've been doing around the world that doctors will now come out and say, because they're no longer afraid of losing their license, why? It takes 3 to 5% to shift the culture. Well, doctors have been doing these things privately, but they've been afraid to say it because they're afraid to lose their license. Well, if there's somebody on this call right now, on this Zoom, this podcast right now, that 100% believes that no matter what, take the shot, wear the mask, no matter what, I'm okay with that. I'm not trying to convince them otherwise. There's nothing in me right now that's trying to convince them otherwise. All I'm saying is, why would you say to someone who has all these experiences, all this proof of people that you stopped from going to the hospital, that are head of the hospital, people in the hospital that were told you cannot make it, that made it? Why would you say to someone, you're a conspiracy theorist, when you've got the experience that you've done it yourself, you've been doing it? so. I don't call them, I don't, I don't judge anyone who believes that the shot is an absolute necessity or wear the mask. I, they absolutely have the right to do that. Why, if they've not done their own look, would they judge someone who has for, for saying it's not for me? Because I'm okay if it's for you. Why would you say I'm wrong when I've got the experience and the research that now, again, doctors are coming out of the woodworks. You don't have to go that deep anymore into second tier media to read this. I mean, there have been a bunch of them have been saying it since March of 2020, but they've been getting taken down, as you know. But now more and more are coming out because once that momentum starts, then it's kind of hard to stop it. So I just use that as I'm I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say to someone, you shouldn't take the shot and you shouldn't wear the mask. I don't say those words. If you believe you should, I think you should. But for me, I think you should be okay if if I think I shouldn't. I I think you ought to be okay with that because we're both okay with it. And almost all of our friends, knock on wood, say a prayer, tell Sandra and me, you're the only two we know that have have not gotten
2: COVID of any of the three forms. And maybe we
1: have and don't know it, but my point is, I've been exposed to it over and over again, but I'm doing these protocols and I have been since March of 2020 that the doctors are now coming out public with. I've been doing them since March of 2020, nonstop, every day, all day. And I've been, I've eaten out of the same sushi bowl with people that two days later were headed to the hospital. So it's hard for me, PW, on a subject around hypocrite, because I'm not hypocritical to anybody that took the shot at all. I think if they think they should take it, they 100% want to take it. I just don't know why they'd be hypocritical with someone who believes otherwise that's all and so for me to say don't take the shot and i go take it that would make me a hypocrite for me to say you ought to wear the mask and i don't wear it that makes me a hypocrite but i can tell you because i love people if i go into an event and they want me to wear a mask i'm pulling it on my backpack and i'm putting it on not because i think i need to wear it but because I love them enough to wear it, so they're not walking in fear of what I might do to them. Now, if I if I refuse to wear it, that makes me a hypocrite, because that means I'm saying love, influence, and transform, but I truly don't love you enough not to wear that mask.
0: Ford, as we uh, as we work through this delicate subject, one of the more delicate ones that we've probably had, um, you give testimony. At the end of uh, well, I I don't know if it's every TL, but everyone that I've been to, uh, you do give that, you know, testimony. I don't know if we've ever aired that, but shame on us if we haven't. And I think talking about some of this stuff right now is is uh, as Christians, we have a real chance in these times to model love like it's never been modeled before, because I feel the hate. Uh, And the condemnation and the condescension is as great as it's ever been before. So uh, what an opportunity we have as believers in these times right now
1: to really walk the walk. Now, P.W., my heart goes out to our president. You don't hear me calling Biden. He's President Biden. You don't hear me calling him Trump. He's President Trump. Okay, my heart goes out to these leaders. I mean, think about all the decisions they're making on a daily basis and trying to do what they do. And if you think they're trying to kill you on purpose or, I mean, if you think all this different stuff, you still ought to be praying for them, not scathing them. Not, I mean, that's what, the, that's what our word says to do is to pray for our leaders. And so, yeah, what an opportunity to show that kind of love. Um, and, 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 and it's never been a greater time for us to, to pray for our leaders, to say, you know what? If our family is not in agreement on the shot or the mask, that's okay. Let's don't lose relationship on the fact that we don't agree on something like this because it's the media that's causing us to have those fights, okay? It's not our love for one another. And if my children told me, for example, you can't come visit me unless you take the shot, okay, then I would I might take it. But I would publicly tell people I'm against it, but you know what? I'd rather see my kids bigger than I'm against the shot or vice versa. I mean, it wouldn't matter which, which side you're on. But yeah, it, to me, it, it still comes down to, you know, can we love each other enough uh, to do those things? Yeah, you know, PW, so I, I had my annual physical that I get every three years, whether I need it or not, uh, last month, okay? And at the end of it, my doctor literally was rubbing his hands together because, you know, I've, I've been diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease, which your immune system is always fighting Lyme. And so a lot of these things that I talk about, you know, in my testimony, I've been taking a lot of these things for a long time. I just doubled them all when COVID came around. Okay. Uh, but but he, he literally was rubbing his hands together and he looked at me. He said, normally at the end of a physical with someone your age. I'm rubbing my hands together trying to figure out what combinations of medicines do I need to come up with to help you with your blood pressure, your heart problems, your cholesterol. He said, I'm usually rubbing, and he literally is rubbing his hands. And he goes, that's usually what I'm doing. He said, right now I'm rubbing my hands, knowing what to say to you. He said, all I can tell you is whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Um, and, and I guess the heartbreaking part for me and then my blood test came back the next day and they called and said, okay, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. I think the heartbreaking part is that he didn't ask me what I'm doing. You know, I think that's the part that breaks my heart is if you're telling me I'm the only almost 65 year old patient, you know, that takes no medications and I've got chronic Lyme disease. If you're telling me that and to keep doing what I'm doing
2: and you're a doctor, Why wouldn't you ask me what I'm doing?
1: And why wouldn't we want more people doing whatever that is? Because I didn't come up with all these answers on my own. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. But I went to people who have done the research and asked them what would they do.
2: Um, And I took the chance. So that's
1: the heartbreaking part. But I don't judge my doctor. I love my doctor. I love him. Okay, I really like my home- I really love my homeopathic natural doctor, chiropractor, because you know him. I talk about him all the time yeah, but but I don't judge that doctor, but I, I would have loved it if he said, "What are you doing? I'd love to share this with my other patients.
0: Good stuff from our friend Ford Taylor. You know it all goes back to what we talk about when you, uh, when your behavior doesn't line up with what you say, uh, the hypocrite. Accusation will probably get thrown your way these days faster than ever before. Uh, Ford, biblically, um, what jumps out at you, scripture, uh, scripture-wise, or just memory-wise, uh, at the disdain that Jesus had, you know, for the hypocrites? <laughs>
1: okay. Well, you know, the only time you ever saw Jesus, at least it looks like, as you read the Bible. The only times you saw him um, appear angry or frustrated, and I can show you where some of these are, but Matthew twenty-three, where he kind of yelled at the religious leaders, you know, uh, outside the temple, uh, you know, when the banking system was set up because you had to turn, some, you had to bring Caesar's money and convert it to temple money to be able to get inside the temple. You know, he was mad because they were cheating the people and giving money to the religious leaders. And and so almost every time that you saw saw him uh, in what I call a righteous anger, a, a righteous disdain, that's stained glass words, that's what it was about. You know, you didn't see him get angry with people who didn't understand. Uh, you didn't see him get angry uh, with sinners. You know, you didn't see any of that. People who were not living up to where they wished they would live. He, he was angry with the. With the religious people, with the people who are not doing what they were teaching, and so you know that kind of anger seems to be justified. You know, I, I teach that we shouldn't say or do things while we're in that anger; that we should wait till we calm down and then deal with it. But yeah, it's uh, it's hard, and because there's a there's a lot of us that you know we have hypocritical behavior. We all have it, whether it's in our thoughts or our behavior, whether it's once a month, once a year, every day, I mean, we're human. And that's why forgiveness, and that's why love come into play. And so if you're, if you're listening today and you're a believer, I want to share with you quickly how much you're loved. If you're not a believer, you can listen or you can turn off right now, okay? I want to share with you how much you're loved. I want you to imagine if you have a child, I want you to imagine one of your children hanging on the cross. I just want you to go 30 seconds and imagine it after we get off this podcast and watch what that does to your heart. And then I want you to think about this for a minute. If you believe the Bible is true, and if you believe Jesus was the Son of God, if you believe that, and you know that God could have made a decision to hang on that cross
2: himself. But he said, that's not enough. That's not enough to show you how much I love you. I'm not going to do it myself. I'm going to show you by hanging my son. So I want you to imagine your child hanging on the cross, knowing that you could have done it instead of them and ask yourself, how much love would that take? So if you're a believer and you want to move away from hypocrisy and you
1: want to learn to love and to forgive and you want to have influence, Imagine that for a few minutes and watch tears roll down your eyes. Because when you can see that, knowing you could have died for your child, you chose your child to die for other people. That's a love that we can't comprehend. But imagine that kind of love and know that you're loved that much. I got news for you. When you understand that, you will be able to love others unconditionally. You will love in a way that you never knew you could love. You'll influence in a way that you never thought you could influence. And people around you will not be throwing stones at you because you'll be walking out what you say you believe. And that's called love, influence, transform. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ford Taylor Talks. For more information and resources to help you love, influence, and transform, please visit FordTaylorTalks.com.